0: Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear, and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Our guest today is Carla Galanos. Welcome, Carla. I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad to be with you today. Carla is a Texas native, a graduate of Texas Tech University, a wife of one, mother of two, and grandmother of four. Carla put her degree in English to good work as a school teacher, a Bible student, and a study group leader, and eventually a Bible teacher. Today, she's here to talk about the significance of studying the Bible, especially in a community of other truth seekers and the importance of collecting people and forming deep and lasting friendships. In addition to being a great speaker, Carla is an even better listener, which increases her impact as a respected teacher, leader, and coach. We talkers know you have to watch out for the quiet ones, like Carla. They're deep thinkers. They're wise about when and what to say. And the things they say are things you'll remember long after the conversation is over. at least that's where we're setting the bar today. No pressure, Carla. (laughs) (laughs) Carla, I see you as graceful, hospitable, thoughtful, generous, and kind. How do you see yourself? (laughs) Um, You know, I I guess I see
1: myself as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a sister, a friend, a Bible study leader. I see myself as very ordinary, but uh, I... I see myself, too, as someone who was created by God and created for a purpose. And so whatever I do, everything
0: I do is to bring glory to God. Well, everything you just said there speaks to collecting people. Were you always that kind of person? Uh, you know, I've
1: always liked people and enjoyed being with other people. I was the oldest of four girls, so we always had a lot of activity around my house. But uh, I, I, I'm i just drawn to people. I enjoy being with other others.
0: So tell me about your oldest friend and not like age-wise, just the one who's been with you the longest. Oh, the one who's been with me the
1: Uh, longest um, I would say is a friend I met in college okay and uh, we met when we were freshmen Uh, we just got together over Christmas and we have had a just an enduring friendship that has uh, crossed miles and years but we always have that constancy of depend we depend on each other and uh,
0: just keep in touch I love to hear those stories. So many people today uh, feel so lonely and disconnected. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear a story like yours, where you've been able to maintain a friendship across the decades, what an inspiration, Mm -hmm. what a marvel. What are some of the things that you look for in friendships? Uh, I
1: look for people who are authentic and people who uh, are not afraid to be themselves. And I find that very refreshing and attractive. Uh, I like people who are dependable. Uh, you know, if they say they're going to be somewhere, they will. I like people who uh, can keep a confidence. Mm, so important. It is. And uh, people who um, are gracious. If I forget something or if I don't show up, you know, they're like, hey, no big deal. And uh, very forgiving. And that, those are really important qualities because I fall short
0: myself. Absolutely, we all do. I think forgiveness is so important in a friendship, especially when you hope to keep for a long, long time, Mm -hmm. because we do make mistakes. And even um, things that we don't mean um, that cause hurt, hurt feelings, or uh, may cause a rift in the relationship, sometimes those are just, they were misunderstood. They were well-intentioned but maybe poorly applied or just simple misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. And if people don't have room to forgive, and to extend grace, that it's always such a tragedy to me that so many people break friendships over really simple things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder to see in your own relationships; it's a little, little easier to see uh, in relationships of others. So, what what would you say would be some of the hallmarks of your friendships? What do you bring to friendships? You know,
1: I uh, genuinely like to hear people's stories, and so I. Drill in, for lack of a better word, you know. Tell me where you grew up. Uh, where'd you go to school? You know, just what, what's your background? Because I find that that opens up so much understanding who they are. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just generally curious about them, and I think that that uh, I don't know. Just. It, gives me a good basis for going back and asking them how they feel about this
0: or whatever. I love to ask questions. I do too. I do too. I think that's one of the best ways to learn. Where do you look for friends? I mean, you've you've walked this planet for a long time. You've got a lot of friends, and it's probably not as hard to make friends now because you're coming from a place where you have a lot. Um, but where do you look for friends, or where did you used to have to look for friends?
1: Well, I look for them in uh, everywhere where I am, because there's a potential for friends. I mean, for a relationship. Um, my main place is uh, attending a women's Bible study. There are women who are like-minded, they have a, a desire, a need to know God better through the study of His word. So that's a natural avenue to make friends. But uh, I also attend the, go to the YMCA every day and I have friends there. Again, we're all working out, and I just that's kind of my family because we see each other every day and we are interested in each other's lives and I
0: just love to getting to know them. Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I mean, it's easy to fall in love with people who think like you and act like you, but um, aren't you intrigued by people who are so different from you?
1: Fascinated. Oh my goodness. I want to know them even more. Me too. What? What's driving you? Where'd you get that? It's just, uh, it's fascinating.
0: I told, I've think about the friendships that I've had over the years, people from different cultures and how my world has gotten so much bigger because I've come to understand how thing, how people do things in Europe or in Africa or in Asia. And so um, how fun that is to meet somebody who grew up in a very different climate, a different culture, mm-hmm. a different language, different mm-hmm. worship practices, um, you know, different experiences. And, uh, and uh, very often uh, these people are coming from large families. I did not. So just right. even and that dynamic of growing up in a close, tight-knit, large community mm. um, is very fascinating to mm. me. So, yeah, I, like mm-hmm. you, I find Thank people you. fascinating. Yes,
1: and at the same time, we all have so much in common. We all have needs. We mm. all have family Good. members who are going through hard times. Eventually, there's someone who dies, and so those things really unite us almost more than anything else.
0: I think that took me a long time to figure that out. Um, When I was a younger woman, I looked at people, and I thought they had perfect lives. Now I know better. Mm -hmm. Everybody's Mm -hmm. been hurt. Everybody's been betrayed. Everybody's lost somebody or something close to them. Everyone's had a health struggle or a a death of a dream or a a big pivot in life where something happened that they weren't planning on and and had to adjust to a new reality. Um, And so to be with people uh, in that transition, uh, to be able to walk with them through that. Um, I don't have enough time on the planet to make those mistakes and learn them all myself, um, or to learn how to overcome those challenges all by myself. So to be with somebody uh, as they're going through it just makes my life so much richer mm-hmm. in so, so many ways. I learned so, so many things that I wouldn't if I had really kept to myself. Absolutely. Um, do you see that friendship is becoming a rarity in today's culture? I mean, there are about 8.5 billion people on the planet, but I think fewer friends. Have you observed that, or is that just
1: me? No, I, I think it's true, but I think that... Um the social media gives us the illusion of Good. friendships That's and relationships and all, but they're all so superficial and shallow that we're missing the best and mm-hmm. the quality relationships of face-to-face and just engaging the whole person.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends on Facebook, but I'm not sure how many I could call at 2 o'clock in the morning and all say, right. Come get me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> It's very deceptive, really, because they're not real
0: relationships, I would say. Well, and and because we're only showing our best selves. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you just said something that I thought was so interesting. We're not seeing the best of people. And I think maybe what you meant to say was we're at our best when we're at our worst, when we need other people, mm-hmm. when we let our hair down, when we're going through things and all the superficial stuff is stri- stripped away what's left over, that is the best part of mm-hmm. us. Is that what you were saying? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and I think it's the, uh,
1: the place where we identify too because that's what we are. We are needy and messed ah. up and do stupid things. And so that gives us a chance to really
0: connect in a real way. Well, that makes me laugh when I hear you say that, because I look at you and you're so beautiful and so poised and put together. You're a leader that so many people look up to, and I think, gosh, Carla Galatas is a perfect woman. And so to hear you (laughs) make that confession just tickles me. (laughs) I mean, I know otherwise, because we're all human, but, Mm -hmm. you know, life's been good to you. And, um, And in the places where it hasn't, you've triumphed. it and through it and you're just a wonderful example for so many other women and Mm -hmm. and have grown in empathy for women who are struggling well thank you I I can remember uh, we moved
1: around a lot so I can remember moving to different areas and feeling so isolated so alone and so such a non-person because Mm -hmm. you have no identity right and It takes a while to form relationships and to uh, just nurture those uh, just beginning relationships. So I've been there and I know how it feels. That's why I love to go up to somebody who's just moved this area or just something and say, uh, you know, how can I help you?
0: Because I've been there. I think that is so important because a lot of times we just, uh, we get so comfortable with the friends that we have or the people that are in our you know closest circles that we don't often pick up our faces and look and mm-hmm. see who else is standing just right there on the edge who might need a friend. So thank you for that encouragement mm-hmm. that we should be doing that. We should be looking for people, especially people who are alone. Sometimes they make the best friends mm-hmm. because they're just so grateful that you reached out yeah. or at least that's been my experience. That's true. So um, I forgot because you, you know, were you're attached to uh, a husband who was in the military. You did have to move a lot. You did meet a lot of people. Um, was that hard for you, or was that exciting for you?
1: You know, I was young, and uh, it was exciting. I had always lived in the same house, same place in Lubbock, Texas, and so getting to go to California, Virginia, Mississippi was an adventure. And uh, I thought it was really fun. Did you reinvent yourself with each new location? Oh, reinvent myself. Um, I mean, because nobody knew you. You could be yeah, anybody you want to be. Tr- that's true. Well, um, there's a group of the military life is is one where there are people like you Mm -hmm. in each setting and so you kind of find your people and they've been you know scattered and everything too but you start to form those relationships and I had some really sweet relationships from people that I wouldn't have been attracted to otherwise but we were you know, just in the military and waiting for the next assignment and just enjoyed quickly becoming close because you had to, you didn't have much time.
0: Yeah. You said something and I want to circle back to it about identity and how important that is, um, when you're making a relationship. Um, and so you have to know yourself somewhat, um, because it's hard to share you can't give something you don't have. Mm -hmm. Um, so you do have to know yourself a little bit. Um, how have your friendships Formed and changed your identity? I, they certainly have for me. I'm assuming the same is true for you.
1: Um, I think that the, the friendships that have been the most uh, helpful to me have been through women who have accepted me as I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be anything or feel uh, pressure that I'm not enough. And I... A lot of the women I've been attracted to have been very gifted, uh, like speakers and things like that, but they have not, uh, they've made me feel comfortable in my, you know, floundering state, and and so they've given me confidence, I guess, just by accepting who I was. Well, they
0: certainly left you a good example because you're doing that now for others, (laughs) and I love that you're doing that, um, that people feel like they can come to you and Mm -hmm. say, can I be your friend? Mm-hmm. Will you mentor me? Will you coach me in this area? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's wonderful. Well, we're going to take a break right now when we come back while will hear more from our guest today, Carla Galanos. I'm sure we can all agree on this. Friendship is a good thing. We are who we are because of the people who love us, believe in us, and walk with us through the seasons of life. We, at the Now I See podcast, are so grateful for all of you who have been our friends from the very beginning, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast with your friends. We're also thrilled to be adding new friends to the conversational circle each week. Can you ever have too many friends? I think not. In case you are new to our show, please check out our website at nis.media and connect with us on our socials, at nowicpod. While you're on our site, you can listen to previous guests, use our search engine to find people by name or topic. You can read our blogs, visit our authors page, and check out our featured causes. Clicking on authors or causes will take you directly to their sites, where you can find more information about the people, products, and programs that are making a difference in our communities. Scroll to the bottom of our homepage, and you'll see a place where you can drop us a line. Or jump into any of the conversational threads on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. Friends are always welcome here. Now, back to our conversation with my friend, and yours, Carla Galanos. We are back from our break with our guest today, Carla Galanos. So we left off uh, before our break talking about the importance of friendship. Now I'd like to turn the corner a little bit and talk about specific things in your life that uh, formed you into the friend and the leader that you are. Um, Would you tell us about the first woman who mentored you? Mm -hmm. We
1: had just moved to uh, Wheaton, Illinois, and we went to... uh, Sunday school class, and a woman that was teaching that day, and she uh, just sparkled. She was winsome as she was talking about prayer. And Who I, does that? <laughs> and um, I was so t- attracted to her because I, I knew that she knew something and had something that I wanted and did not have. So I, I went up to her and I said, Gretchen, I want to know everything you know, and uh, she was absolutely delighted because her heart was uh, helping other women to know Jesus, know the Bible by just individual discipleship. So we started meeting and uh, it was just a total joy as a, going through just a, basically a curriculum about the Bible, but... In, all, all the different aspects of, um, sharing our faith and things like that. But uh, that's where I became, um, just fascinated and determined. This is what I want to share because this is life giving. And, um, that's, that made all the difference to me.
0: And when did the tables turn from for you? When did you go from being a follower to being a leader? Okay. Um, as a I always thought that I was a follower
1: because I wasn't of a different nationality or anything. But it wasn't until I started attending a women's Bible study and we were studying the Gospel of John that I, became, I started realizing that Jesus was writing the book of John to me and he was showing me how much he loved me. Mm-hmm. And he was showing me... That he was going to the cross to bear my sins as if I were the only one. It was an intensely personal letter to me. And so I when I realized what he had done for me, then for the first time I received his gift of salvation with gratitude, uh, with humility, because I had gone all these years thinking I was a believer and I I didn't know him personally, so it radically changed my life. And whereas I had been a little bit fuzzy on what I wanted to do, should I get another degree or change jobs... I was clear my job was to bring glory to God and to serve him whatever he asked. So I began serving him in the Bible study and over the course of the years, I went from a group leader to a teaching leader to an area advisor and and I'm still sold out and wanting women to know Jesus through the Bible and uh, just knowing that that
0: will utterly change, transform their life. That program um, changed my life as well. Just cutting my teeth on pure scripture and meeting with a group of women mm-hmm. every week to, to compare the things that we'd read and, and understood and sharing our thoughts and ideas about that. Um, sharing the truths that uh, we had discovered. It was, it was just so good. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. Let's encourage people to go to Bible study. Let's do that.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so, And you continue to do that, So, um, but you're doing it a different way now. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about what the work is that you're doing now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I lead a group of women, about 100 women from all different churches here in this area, and we meet at a church and we come together to study the bible that's what we have in common and the title is common bond so we focus on jesus we focus on what the bible uh, teaches and we have the richest fellowship and the most uh these there are women who have been there for years and years and years but this is their lifeline And so the relationships that are formed just transcend so many years and situations, but uh, it's a vibrant group.
0: Well, it's hard to step into leadership, and I think a lot of women who would have leadership skills don't know where to begin. What advice would you give to women who would uh, like to do what you're doing, who would like to uh, study God's word uh, in a deeper way and to lead other women into that? How would they get started? Um,
1: I think the... First thing I would say is to pray about where God would want them and uh, to be an encourager for the people who are in leadership right now. And good. That's good. Uh, to notice women who might not come to an organized group, that who might be willing to meet one-on-one, to meet just with a small group. Um, I, I, I think that the key is... Just asking God, and he will direct. He'll show yeah, you exactly good. where to go. Good.
0: Yeah, I don't think that any act of God can be undertaken on human efforts. Mm-hmm. God really needs to lead the way in that. So you've led all kinds of groups. You've done one-on-one. You've done small groups. You've done large groups. You've got a particular favorite. Where, where's your comfort zone? It's a group
1: of about eight women who have come have prepared their lesson get together and we just share what God has shown us that is the best i love to teach and i love to study and to see what God has for me and i love to share it but there is nothing like listening to the women and hearing what God has given them
0: That is the living in for me. (laughs) It is for me, too, because I already know what I think when I'm going into a group like that. But I don't know what you think until you tell me. So tell me, tell me, what did you learn this week? I I love that about Bible study and about uh, groups of women who are um, prepared to share and Mm -hmm. then they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the lessons that you've learned along the way. In leadership, I mean, Christian ministry is hard. Um, it's fraught with challenges. It's very daily. Um, you have a lot of responsibility, not only to study accurately, but to prepare and to be able to serve a scriptural banquet mm-hmm. for the people that are coming. Um, people come to you with prayer requests and and burdens and things that can be very heavy. Um, and then just uh, leadership. Uh, you know, you have great moments uh, where you're working with other leaders, and then there are just some really hard times when you have um, misunderstandings, or somebody wants to take the, the uh, study in a different direction, or uh, one of your leaders is really hurting. They're just going through um, a very difficult personal life thing. Mm-hmm. How, um, how do you carry the load of ministry? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: You know, I think that leadership is uh, an entrustment from God. Okay, you have these women or a group that God has brought to you, and people love to be led. People love to be guided by someone who knows where she's going, who's confident, and who will say confidently, this is what we're going to do. People feel very comfortable if they think the leader knows what she's doing. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so I believe that leaders need to be equipped, that they need to be well prepared, and um, that they have a real, a, a real pos- uh, responsibility to do that, it is um, an area where we need to be sensitive to people's feelings, and I think it's just learning to observe people and uh, just follow up on what's going on, what you see when, going on in their eyes. Following up, um, yeah, I've, I think the facilitating is the hardest job there is in Isn't ministry. It? Because you have all different kinds of people. They have personalities. They have um, just things they're struggling with. And to draw those people out and give them an opportunity to share equally. The, the dominating people love to share. <laughs> so it's... an. Op- creating an environment where everybody really has an equal opportunity it's not easy it's
0: not easy but it's so important so
1: important and uh, I think that we we never arrive as leaders we're always growing we're always learners and I think it's really important to just uh, try to hone our skills for the good of the group
0: Well, it sounds to me what makes you a really good leader is the very same thing that makes you a really good friend. First of all, you're a friend to God. And so um, who loves people extravagantly, you know, unashamedly, just loves people, all kinds of people. And the the more messed up, the better. Um, And so to be a friend of God and to see people the way he does is so important. Um, And then to turn around and to be a friend to people um, I think that's uh, so leadership and friendship almost seem like the same thing to mm-hmm. you. You're looking for the same thing. You're looking for authenticity, not only in the people that you're serving, but to, to be able to be authentic yourself. You're mm-hmm. looking for loyalty, people who are committed to the same things and they're going to be with you uh, through the good times and bad. You're looking for honesty. You're looking for commitment and passion. Um, and so it seems like those two things are almost and the same, th- are they?
1: They are inextricably bound together. Because uh, a leader genuinely cares about the women that she's leading. It's not, it's not a responsibility, it's not an obligation. You want your women to thrive, to grow, to flourish as there's reading the Bible personally in every way. So it's natural that you become invested in their lives, that you want to know what's on their heart, that you're praying for them, that you are uh, just think about them constantly
0: and wanting them to grow. And you're the kind of leader, um, I imagine, that the people you lead feel the same way about you. They're praying (laughs) for you. They're loving you. They're supporting you. Mm -hmm. This has been so, so much fun. So as we close out the show today, is there anything you'd like our listeners to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? Mm -hmm. I would
1: say that if you're not in a Bible study with at least one other person and ideally a group, I would encourage you to seek that out because... What will change your life and have the most impact is the Word of God. So that's really the most important thing. And as you make that a priority, you will find other women with whom you have so much in common, a community in which you could grow. So that would be the main thing. And then if you're lonely, going through a hard time, I would encourage you to use that sensitivity to reach out to somebody who might be the same way, someone who's quiet, someone who's kind of on the fringes, and use your hurt and longing as uh, just an avenue to ask them how they're doing and um, to, to use your pain in a
0: positive way. Mm, that's so good. So, for um, people who are interested in maybe starting a Bible study, where would you recommend they look for resources? Would you say just open the Word of God and start somewhere? Would you recommend certain resources or certain organizations? Mm-hmm. Where's a good place mm-hmm. to start? Well, I would, um,
1: my first recommendation would be uh, Bible Study Fellowship because it's a worldwide uh, Bible study for both men and women, youth. And uh, that's where I thrive for 23 years. I think that would be my first. But every church has a Bible study, every church. And so I would explore that and just see if that would be something that would be a possibility. Uh, Certainly, the Bible study that I'm involved with is uh, a wonderful opportunity for women all over the Dallas area uh, to come and feel comfortable But, um, and certainly there are resources online as well. Um, Just so many of the blogs and all have uh, Bible studies. So if you're looking, you can find a good Bible study.
0: Well, I think we've made a pretty good case for, if you're looking for a Bible study, find a friend and you'll probably find one. (laughs) And and if you're looking for a friend, join a Bible study (laughs) because you're probably going to find a friend there too. (laughs) Those things really do go hand Mm -hmm. in hand and you're a beautiful embodiment of that. So Carla, this has just been so much fun and I'm so grateful um, that you made space for this conversation. It was important and it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks and listeners. We'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise, and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.